Hi, and welcome to Northampton Bible Church's podcast. We are glad that you're here today. If you'd like to learn more about Northampton Bible Church, you can check us out at nbchurchcf.org. You can also interact with us on social media at nbchurchcf. And now, here's today's message. 2020, unlike maybe any other year in recent history, is a year that we need to be reminded of the ideas of Advent, (laughs) of hope and peace and joy and love and, and Jesus, that if we ever needed hope, it's this year. If we ever needed peace, it's this year. With riots and unrest and isolation and job loss, loss of loved ones. You know, it's just not on a local level. You know, sometimes we look at this and we say, you know, that maybe it's something that we're going through as a church or something we're going through as a community. But this is on a global level, that no one is immune, that no one has been spared that everyone has been affected in some way on some level. (laughs) And it's not over. The storm rages, the chaos looms heavy in our lives, but these two words, and we're not going to look at these two words today, but these two words, but God, are the answer that we can find our peace in. That they're words that we see in Scripture. And those two little words that that just speak volumes, but God, the things looked bleak, the things looked out of control, the things looked chaotic, the things looked like they were hopeless, but God. If not for God, all would be lost. If not for God, all would be hopeless. If not for God, (laughs) ultimately we would be stuck in our sin, but God, that there would be no peace. And if we're honest... And I think this season tends to take us to a place of being honest. That we've all struggled with peace in our lives, not just in this pandemic season, but we've all struggled with peace in our lives. We've struggled to find peace in our relationships, in our families, in our lives. (laughs) Some of you know you've struggled to find peace in raising children, maybe in your bank account. Some of you struggle to find peace with your past, and some of you find trouble finding peace with your future. The reality is for many of us that at least in seasons of our lives that we lack peace and we struggle with anxiety, and and maybe you feel like things are out of control and you're trying to keep all the plates spinning in hopes that, that everything will work out. And all of us, have tried to find things, trying to to discover these things that will help us to to have peace in our lives that we think will bring us peace. Maybe it's money or knowledge. For some, it's just stuff. If I just get more stuff, I'll feel I'll have peace. The problem is you can have everything you want and still not have peace. Maybe it's religion. Maybe it's even self-medication. Things like drugs, drinking, pornography, some way to escape, some way to cover over that lack of peace in your life. And it's this endless cycle that I'll call the crazy cycle. And if you you haven't downloaded the study guide, you can. Uh, You can even take a screenshot of that. Uh, That this is the cycle, this is the, the place that we find ourselves in in our lives often. 
is that we experience tough times like 2020, or we experience tough times like difficulties in, re- in relationships, or our marriage, or, or job loss, or whatever it is, and we, we, we experience these tough times. And what happens is, is that we may cry out to God, but often what we do is all that we see is that thing. And that thing looms heavy in front of us, and we end up having no peace. And again, we may cry out to God, but then what we try to do is we try to self-medicate. We try to cover over the pain. We try to, like, try to make things better. Maybe it is drinking. Maybe it is drugs. Maybe it is pornography. Maybe it is just some kind of, maybe it is picking up your phone and like, I'm just going to keep busy, keep busy, keep busy until things kind of pass over. And the reason why I call it the crazy cycle is the problem is, is that you don't get out of it, that you mask the pain, you, you self-medicate, and that the tough times are still there. The difficulties are still there. You may come out of that season and things might be okay, but eventually there's going to be tough times. And what we do is we then experience no peace in our lives, and when we experience no peace, we say, well, we'll figure it out ourselves. We'll cover over the pain. We'll come home and have a few drinks and forget all about today. The problem is that tomorrow's coming, and you haven't dealt with the problem. But this is a cycle that we find ourselves on, and we still lack peace. We think we got it figured out, and maybe what happens is we get to this point where we just lose hope. This is just how it is. This is just how life is. That I go to work, and I hate it. I come home, and I forget about it, and I do it all over again the next day. I'm stuck in a relationship, and I hate it, and I just forget about it. I I mask it. I medicate it and hopes it goes away. And I know that it's easy, especially in church, to say uh, that Jesus is our peace, but that's what we're trying to say today, that this is ultimately what you need to hear, is that Jesus is our peace. The prophet Isaiah wrote in Isaiah chapter 9, he says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, And the government shall be upon his shoulder. This is speaking of the Messiah who would come, speaking ultimately of Jesus. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. And and when, when you're given names, names mean something. Names aren't just labels that you put on yourself and say, look, I'm Wonderful Counselor, but they describe who you are. They describe what you do. And what Isaiah is saying is that this Messiah would come, and this Messiah that is coming will be a wonderful counselor, the mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. That it was predicted of the Messiah, of Jesus, that he would be the Prince of Peace, that he would be the leader of peace among his people, that he would come to bring peace with us and God, that he would come to bring peace to our lives, that he would come to bring unity among all people by what he would do in dying for us on the cross and rising again between Jews and Gentiles, between all people. That's exactly who Jesus is, and that's exactly what Jesus has done at the cross, that Jesus is our peace. And again, I say that, and I know that it's easy standing in these four walls, at least, and maybe being online, that, that it's easy for us to say these things. It's another thing to walk it out. And today, my hope is that you'll see how you can walk it out. Because Jesus is peace, and what he has done has brought peace, that we serve the Prince of Peace, that we are loved by a mighty God, that that we are pursued by a wonderful counselor who never lacks peace. 
just want to stop for a minute in your notes, if you're there, or whether you have the study guide or not, or even on a piece of paper, or in your notes on your phone or whatever, I just want to give you a moment to be quiet. Because I don't think that we take enough quiet moments, and I say that meaning, I'm saying that to me first. To think and to reflect about that thing or things in your life that's causing you to have a lack of peace. What is it that's robbing you of your peace? That you might even say, no, 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 I love Jesus. And on the outside, you, you might even be able to play the game, put on a smile, go to church, or go to wherever you go, and, and everything is fine. But inside, you're hurting. Inside, you're lacking peace. What is that thing? What are those things that's causing you to lack peace? It may be helpful to write it down or to type it out, to see it in front of you, to say, these are the things that are robbing me of peace. These are the storms that I'm facing. These are the circumstances that are in my life right now that are taking my eyes off of the prize, taking my eyes off of Jesus. Because the reality is, is that Jesus can be, you could be walking with Jesus and still lack peace because you've got your eyes focused in the wrong place. So what is it? I mean, maybe, it's, maybe it is your marriage. We talk about marriage a lot. We talk about relationships a lot because we are wired relationally. But maybe it's internally. Maybe when you uh, look at your bank account, you're like, boy, if I just had. Maybe you look in your driveway, like if I just had. Maybe you don't have a driveway, so I wish I had one. If I just had a house. Well, the good thing for us, the good thing for you this morning, that if you are lacking peace, the fact is that Jesus is our peace. And these aren't empty words that, that Isaiah says to us, and he says to you, he says to me, that Jesus is your peace. Whatever you're facing today, whatever you're struggling with, peace is mentioned about 430 times in the scriptures. And it's varying levels of peace, from having peace in trials to having peace with one another, having peace with your future peace with your past. There's a lot of talk about peace, and ultimately that Jesus is our peace. And I want you to see this verse in John 16, 33, because this is a very important verse. The very, Jesus is about ready to leave this, this planet, to leave this earth. He knew what was going to happen. He knew what lied ahead, and he said these words to his disciples. He said, I've said these things, all these things, that not just in that moment, but all these things, I've said these things to you that in me, Jesus is our peace. That in me, you may have peace. Not in your circumstances, not in some idea, but our peace is not in something that's in someone. Jesus says, in me, you may have peace. In the world, so juxtaposed to each other, in me versus in the world. In the world, you will have tribulation. Jesus makes it clear. You're going to have troubles. You're going to have struggles. You're going to have storms. You're going to have circumstances. You're going to have chaos. You're going to have a pandemic. You're going to have difficult times. It's going to happen. And what, we're, what Jesus is saying is, get off the crazy cycle. Don't say, yeah, I, I get it, and now I have difficult, like I have tough, tough times, and, and I have no peace, and so I'm going to figure it out myself. Jesus says, you will have tribulation. You will have struggles. You will have things that come up. And he says, but take heart. I, I have overcome the world. In me, I, you will have peace. I will have peace. 
There are plenty of things that can take our focus off of, off of the prize, off of who Christ is and what he has done. And my prayer for you today, it's the same prayer for me, is that I would keep my focus in the right place to understand my circumstances for what they are. That our circumstances really aren't about the circumstances, they're about what God is trying to do in us and through us because of them. Jesus says to his disciples, and he says to us, ultimately he speaks through the ages that, that he is our peace. We can trust him. And so matter, no matter the circumstances that you face, no matter the storm that's all around you, and this is something that we've said a number of times, and I'm going to continue to say it. It's one of those memorable phrases because memorable is portable, so if you can take this with you, uh, because this is the proper perspective when you're facing storms. This is the proper perspective when you're walking through those difficult times. This is the proper perspective when you're standing in the boat, and all around you it's chaos, and all around you it's, it's raining, and it's blowing, and it's, everything's out of control, that God may not call the storm around you, but he can calm the storm within you. That he's powerful enough to take it all away. He's powerful enough to say, peace, be still. But he may not calm the storm around you, but he certainly can calm the storm within you. And some of you need to hear that today because we have this expectation in our lives. This anticipation that if we cry out enough, if we believe enough, if we have faith enough, that God will calm the storm around us, that he'll take away the pandemic, that he'll take away the difficulties, that he'll take away the troubles, that if I just cry enough, if I just say, God, would you please enough? But may we have a different perspective on our situation. May we have a different perspective in our lives that it's really not about the storm. It's what God is doing in the storm. Your circumstances, God is using your circumstances to transform your life. The sooner that we understand that, the easier it is in our lives for things to be different. The easier it is in our lives to accept what happens, what is going on, because it's not just happenstance. It's not just like, wow, I'm unlucky. I don't believe in luck. You don't believe in luck. At least you shouldn't. Because God is using all things, as we've said a bazillion times, God is using all things for my good and for his glory. God, I wouldn't choose what is happening. I wouldn't choose this storm. I wouldn't choose this situation, but I know that you're going to use it, and I trust you. God, everything around me is chaotic. Calm the storm that's within me that rages inside of here because the Spirit of God, if I trust in Christ, if I have a relationship with God through Jesus, the Spirit of God takes up residence in my life. God, by your Holy Spirit, calm my heart. Give me your perspective. You're in charge. You're in control. Nothing is happening that has not passed through your hands, and I trust you. That if we can live in that space, it changes everything. There's a storm that the disciples faced in, in Mark chapter 4. If you have a Bible, I encourage you to turn there. But there's a storm that they faced that is a lot like the storms that we face in our lives. What robs us of our peace tends to be the difficulties that we face, tends to be our circumstances, that our circumstances begin to, to take the peace in our lives away because maybe things aren't going the way that we would expect them to go. 
There are circumstances that we don't understand. There are times, if we're being honest, that we would say, God, you feel like you're a thousand million miles away. God, if, if you would just show up in this situation, God, I feel like you're ignoring me right now. And it leads us to a place of doubt or disillusion, and potentially it destroys our faith. And we get to this place in our lives, this, this crazy cycle that maybe we shoot up these, these, these bottle rocket prayers of, God, do something. Oh, you're not going to do anything? Well, now I have no peace. God, please do something. And he doesn't seem to be doing anything because we're not focused on what God is trying to do in the storm. We're focused on the storm. And so we say, you know what, God, I got it. <laughs> Think about Saul, who was waiting, was waiting for Samuel, I think, and he was like waiting for him to come and, and talk to him, make the sacrifice, and he's like, he's not coming, he's not coming, I'll take care of it myself, and that was the downfall. Same thing in our lives, it's like, okay, God's not going to do something about it, I'll take care of it. Okay, God's not going to do something about this lack of peace in my life, I'll take care of it. I can't take the pain, I'll take care of it. What happens is, is when we take care of it, it just keeps us on this cycle. Until we're willing to lay it all down, until we're willing to surrender. And what you're going to find in a minute is that the same question that the disciples asked of Jesus is the same question that we ask of Jesus as well when we face storms, when we face difficult times. And I want you to know that Satan is alive and well. Yes, sometimes we give him too much credit, and like the devil made me do it, but there are many times we have to understand that there is an enemy of our souls who is looking to destroy us. And if nothing else, to make us uh, it, just kind of like, I'll be lukewarm and I'll be all right. May we not fall into that trap. May we walk in the power of Jesus. Mark chapter 4, if you're there, go to verse 35. It says, on that day when evening had come, he said to them, Jesus said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with them. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. This is not something I have to describe to you, but if you've ever been on open water in a boat and it's, it's not looking good, it, it's not fun. It's not like, man, this is like a really cool, like you are, like we're all going to die. <laughs> I mean, I was on Lake Erie in times like that, and like the boat, you feel like it's just going to just fall apart. Look at verse 38. So all of this is going on. <laughs> the wind and the waves and the storm and the chaos Look at what Jesus was doing. He was asleep. Again, that's our perspective though, right? Things are going on in our lives. Things are out of control. And we're like, God, please help me. Are you asleep? But he was in the stern asleep on a cushion, and they woke him up. And this is the question that we ask of God in these difficult times. This is the question that we struggle with in these difficult times in our lives when we are lacking peace in our lives. It's the same question that we ask of God. Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? <laughs> This is the struggle that we have in our lives in the loss of someone in our lives. God, don't you care? In the struggle that is 2020, God, don't you care? In the pain, 
and the abuse, and I know some of you have been abused in your lives, that if you were to sit down and tell your story, all of us would be in tears. All of us would just say, man, God, how would you ever allow this to happen? God, don't you care? And we want to shout that from the rooftops, like, God, don't you see the injustice? Don't you care about this situation? Don't you care about me? We tend to believe what I believe the disciples believed, (laughs) is that if Jesus is in your boat, you won't have trouble. If Jesus is in your boat, you won't struggle. If Jesus is in your boat, the storms won't touch you, but what we're finding out is that they were in the boat, and Jesus is in the boat, and he's sleeping, and water's coming in, and the boat is breaking apart. Jesus, don't you care? We may not say it out loud, but we think it. And I I tell you, I know how, I know that we think it because we pray for it often. (laughs) And that word is safe. God, just keep my family safe. God, we're going on this, this, uh, this trip. What do we ask God for? Traveling mercies, right? God, just, just keep us safe. Just keep us safe. Just keep us safe. And we get overly concerned about safety. And, and I'm not saying, don't ever pray for safety. But I'm saying, we need to focus on Jesus. God, whatever happens in this moment, whatever happens on this trip, whatever happens in this next moment, whatever happens in this circumstance, whatever happens in this storm, help me to trust you. Because it's not about the storm, it's about Jesus. Because Jesus is our peace. And he may not calm the storm around me, but he can calm the storm within me. I mean, we need to be reminded of that again and again and again, because this is a very real reality for all of us in our lives, that we pray and we ask, and we're like, Jesus, are you asleep? Like, come on, don't you see what's happening? Now, we may not be sacrilegious enough to say, I mean, we should, we should be able to, to enter the throne of grace and say, God, I don't understand. But at the same breath, in the same moment, may we say, I don't understand, but I'll trust you. I don't understand why you would allow this. I don't understand why you would take that person from me. I don't understand why you would allow them to abuse me. I don't understand, but I trust you. Following Jesus does not mean that you will be and I will be immune from tough times. What it does mean is that Jesus goes with us in the storm. We want Jesus in our boat. I know that sounds cheesy, (laughs) but we want to be in the boat with Jesus so that no matter what happens, no matter the struggle, we have peace. The storm may touch us. The water may hit us. The lightning, we may have issues, but we're in the boat with Jesus. And we need to trust him. I don't see Jesus in this account concerned, looking around. He's asleep. <laughs> I mean, when I, I, don't know, I don't know about you guys, but um, I have a hard time sleeping when I'm nervous or anxious or stuff's going on. And Jesus is in the storm, in this boat with them, and he's asleep. It's okay. It's going to be all right. I mean, sometimes Jesus will speak to our storm. Sometimes he will calm the storm around us. Sometimes. But more than that, he will speak peace to our hearts in the midst of the storm. You guys have experienced that. I've experienced that. And in this case, in this account, in verse 39, he he rebukes the storm. and, And I think in some way, not only is he rebuking the wind and the waves, he's also giving a little rebuke to the disciples. Look at verse 39. 
And he awoke, (laughs) and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Storm, (laughs) stop. Disciples, stop. Peace, be still. And for some of you that are struggling right now with a lack of peace and you're on that crazy cycle, some of you not, maybe not are saying like, oh, I don't, I don't drink. And I, some of you are, are insulating yourself from your circumstances. And it may not be drinking. It may not be the things we talked about, but it can des- definitely be busyness. It can definitely be distraction. It can definitely be social media. It can definitely be the noise that we allow into our lives so that we can insulate from what's going on. That yes, all this stuff and the terrible things and I have no peace, but I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to be on my phone, I get home from work, I'm on my phone, I'm out watching TV, I'm doing this, I'm kind of insulating it, I'm going to go to bed, and I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it all over again. And we insulate, and we medicate, and we don't find peace. God is speaking peace into our lives. He is speaking peace be still. Some of us don't know how to to receive that, and some of us are choosing not to, because maybe we kind of enjoy the just that's what we deserve, but we don't. Can I say this, that finding peace in Jesus means spending time with Jesus, and I, I know that maybe is like, yeah, I get it, but it really begins in a relationship with God through Jesus where I trust Him as Savior, and I follow Him as Lord, that that, we talk about that all the time, and it's so important that you understand that, that that's the heart, the message of the gospel, that we would, we would trust, that we would believe. We talked about this on uh, prayer and share today, but that we would believe Jesus and what He has done on my behalf, that I would receive that gift, and not only receive it, not only have faith in it, not only be saved and forgiven, but that I would walk by His power in that. Because there's this ongoing element that I think sometimes we feel like it's an add-on to our lives, that yes, I trust Jesus as Savior, and as much as I want to let Him, I'll let Him into my life. I'll let him into my circumstances. I mean, of course, my difficult circumstances. Come on in, Jesus. But the rest of my life, I will figure it out. I trust Jesus, but I got it all together. When bad times happen, when the storms rage, we'll talk. The fact is that that Jesus is asking to be in every part of your life, every situation, every conversation, every thought, your life. And so that finding peace in Jesus means spending time with Jesus. Yes, of course, opening up the scriptures and and reading and asking God to to really speak into your life and praying and and spending time that way, spending time with believers and being held accountable and and being transparent and just walking through this thing together. But, But maybe, just maybe, what if reading the Bible wasn't about reading the Bible? What if praying wasn't necessarily about just praying? What if, what if... And I'm saying what if, because I think it is this, that it's not just about checking it off the list, like, yep, I read my Bible, I feel so much better. I read Proverbs, I feel so... But what if reading the Bible was really about, I want to experience you in my life, God. I want to I hear from you today. I want what I hear to make a difference in how I live by your power. God, speak into my life today. What if that was what it was about? And it is. 
that changes our perspective in our quiet time, that changes our perspective as we open up the Word of God. God, speak to my heart. God, change me. Help me to do the things by your power, to do the things that bring you honor and bring you glory in my life. Transform me. Change me. Help me to experience you today. But that only happens as I spend time with Jesus. And so the disciples had been with Jesus. They experienced Jesus, but they had a lot to learn. And Jesus rebuked the storm, and he also rebukes them. Look at verse 40. He said to them, to the disciples, and I just told the storm, hey, quit. <laughs> and he turns to the disciples and says, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Don't you trust? Don't you get it? And we'll find that Jesus does this a lot all through it. Like, you think, like, okay, the disciples get it. All right, Peter gets it. He's like, you are the Christ, his son. And then he, then he denies them. Don't you get it? Yeah, I get it, but I don't. And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who is this? <laughs> Again, expressing where they're at. Who is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Like, who is this guy? Jesus was less concerned about the storm and more concerned about the lack of peace and the lack of faith in his followers and his disciples. What is Jesus trying to speak into your life right now that you're unwilling, uh, unable to, or choosing not to receive? That Jesus is trying to speak peace into your life, but maybe it's not the way that you would want him to speak it or the things that... That maybe Jesus is saying, that storm that rages around you, that is not going to change. That circumstance is not going to change. You are not going to be healed. You are not going to be made new. You are not, none of those things are going to happen. Do you still trust me? I think sometimes that's the struggle that we have in our lives. God, just keep us safe. God, just keep my family safe. God, just do this thing. And if you do this, then I'll trust you. And Jesus is saying, trust me despite your circumstances. Trust me in the storm. We say often that God will use all things, based on Romans 8, 28, that God will use all things for my good and for his glory. And when we say all things, we mean all things. So 2020, yeah, we mean that God is going to use us, and God is using this season in our lives to show us where we stand with him. Really, it's, it's really revealing our faith. It's causing us to draw together. It's causing us to appreciate what it means to, to gather together. It's causing us to, to really be challenged and to grow. And for some of us, I know it's causing weariness and it's causing struggle and all that. But in that weariness and in that struggle, may we look to Jesus and not look to the struggle. All things means your past. All things means your current circumstances. All things means the abuse that you have received. All things means all things. That God is using all things for an opportunity for you to grow. The opportunity in the storm is recognizing that the storm is not the focus that Jesus is. I want to say that again. <laughs> that the opportunity is in the storm is recognizing that the storm is not the focus. That's what we do, though. We get into difficult times, and we focus on the storm and the wind and the waves and all those things. We focus on all those things, and Jesus says, just focus on me. I am your peace. Trust in me. I'm in the boat with you. Trust me. 
The storm is what's being used to transform your life. The storm is not the end in and of itself. The storm is not the point. Transformation, spiritual transformation is the point. Does that make sense? I mean, do, are we hearing... We'll get to there. Are we hearing that? Like, that's, that's the perspective that we need to get to in our lives spiritually. I'll put that back up there because it's good because this is something we've said a lot of times. <laughs> That this is not something that I would choose, but God, it's something that you will use. That this is part of this perspective that will help lead us to peace. Because often what we do is we look at the storm and say, God, why me? God, why would you do this? God, we were on such a good track and now we're not. God, why would you allow any of this to happen? That we get to that perspective and it's not easy and it's ongoing and it's continual surrender. God, this is not something that I would ever choose in my life. I would never choose for this to happen. I would never choose for them to be out of my life. I would never choose for that person to die. I would never choose for any of this stuff. I would never choose it. But God, in your infinite wisdom, in your sovereignty, it's something that you've allowed, and I know that you're going to use it. And I trust you. I only get there because I've walked through, and I don't mean I like I'm there. I'm saying I, we only get there by walking through those storms and trusting Jesus. And what we want to do at Northampton is we want to create environments in this place, in your life, where the Word of God, the people of God, uh, the Holy Spirit of God would intersect your life in such a way to create places where you can take a step toward Christ, that you would trust Him as Savior, that you would follow Him as Lord, or that if you've done that, that you would take steps toward Christ-likeness. That that's what we want to happen in this place. That's what we want to happen not only here, but in your life. That we want you to be transformed spiritually. God is using all these things to change your life. To make you more like Christ. That ultimately we want you to love God, love people, make disciples. That's not a mantra that we have as Northampton. That should be the mantra of our lives. God, today, how do I love you more? God, empower me to love you more. God, empower me. God, strengthen me. God, give me opportunity to love people. God, in all of this, may I be a disciple by your power and your strength. May I be a disciple who, who loves you, but help me to help make, lead people to be disciples themselves. So the storm that you're facing may be taking your peace, but this is the the mantra that we all come back to, though, is it's not something that I would choose, but it's something that God will use because the reality is, is that peace is found in Jesus, that Jesus is our peace, that peace is found in spending time with Jesus, that peace is found in walking with Jesus, and that's where we need to come to with peace, that he is the Prince of Peace. So if you're lacking peace in your life today, it's not found at the bottom of a bottle. It's not found on another website. It's not found in another relationship. It's found in the person of Christ. And then as you put your faith and your trust in Him, as you trust Him as Savior and follow Him as Lord, as you receive that forgiveness, you'll begin to understand like, oh, <laughs> there is freedom in Christ. And as you walk that out by His power, your life will look different. Things will be different. Will you still face storms? Absolutely. Will things be difficult? Will you run into things that you never, absolutely. But it's having the perspective that God is going to use all things, this is all things, for my good and for his glory. And it may not make sense, 
but someday, somehow, it will all make sense. And we need to trust. And that's something that I come back to often in my life is that all these things, all these things, all these things, and we need to trust. For some of you today, looking at the list that you maybe wrote down or that you typed out or that you thought in your head, that thing that's, that's causing you to lack peace, that's keeping you on the crazy cycle, some of you, maybe all of you, need to lay that down to surrender that thing and say, I've been worried about this thing. I've been so focused on the storm that I miss Jesus in the storm. Yes, I, I trust Jesus. Yes, I'm a Christ follower. But I don't have peace. Maybe it's because you're focused on the wrong thing. You have the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> may Jesus be your focus because Jesus is your peace. And it may be you in this moment saying, Jesus, I need your peace. I don't need you to calm the storm. I don't need you to change the circumstances. I don't need you to do anything about the storm around me. I just want you to calm that storm within me. See what he does. And as he does that, if I can encourage you for the thousand and first time that you would write it down, that as God does things in your life that you would journal it, that I have been encouraged by my journal over the last number of weeks as I look back and see how discouraged I was at times and say, I, was, I wrote this down that uh, there was a, a journal entry one month uh, prior to this next one, and I said I was in I'm making no sense right now, but I wrote a journal entry down. A month later, I had another entry, and I said I was in desperation right before I wrote this, and I wrote what God had done. But I wanted to remind myself of where I was and what God has done, because God is good all the time, and God is faithful all the time, and God is the one who leads us through those storms and calms that storm within us if we just trust him. May you find the peace that is in Christ alone.